Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to BetterHelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through BetterHelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. This episode of Big Girl Big Talk is sponsored by Team Integrity. Boost your day and slim your waist with the IASO Detox Tea and Nutriburst. The IASO Detox Tea is a mild detox that detoxifies your body at a cellular level. The Nutriburst comes in and restores the vitamins back into your body. While consuming these products, I lost a total of 85 pounds. If you're looking to make a total life change, contact me today. Facebook, Rashonda Taylor, IG, Miss Taylor to you. Now let's start the show. AKMJ Wells Production. Big girl, big talk. Big girl, big talk. See the confidence when I walk. When I stand, I stand tall. Ain't no limit, I can do it all. Big smile, big hips. Big bag, long trips. Showing others how to get it. Changing lives is the mission. Big girl, big talk. What's going on? What's going on? This is another episode of Big Girl, Big Talk. I am your host, the bodacious queen. The bodacious queen. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Rashada Taylor. Um, coming to you with a new episode. Different. Something different from Big Girl, Big Talk. You know, um, I want to be able to diversify my topics. You know, it's, it's so much more to life. Then men, sex, mental health, children, big girl, ass, whatever. So much more to life than that. Um, I am very, um, I'm very intellectual, and I'm definitely, uh, I am intrigued by politics. This episode will be on a political candidate, and she's not a, a candidate in my district, in my area. However, the woman that she's uh, evolving to. Her story is intriguing. She's the underdog. I hear people say things about her, and it's kind of like it's from her, them judging her from her past or speaking against her from her past, and which, you know, hey, things happen. So it is Angela Statton. Um, she's an Atlanta native. 
She is running for Congress in Zone 5 against John Lewis, and he's been there for many, many moons. And she is shaking the room. I wish I should have had that phone, that song. And I shake the room. Boom. Like, yeah, she's she's doing that. And I was so intrigued by her story that I really wanted to talk about it because her views are not traditional coming from black America. You know, anything different, we'll anything different, we're ready to put you against the wall and crucify you. Well, she's different. And and from this episode, what you should be able to take a few things and deposit it and be able to use it and be able to learn from it is that one, you be able to know who she is. So if you're listening and you're in that area, the Atlanta area, you get to know a little bit more about your candidate, your congressional candidate. Uh, the second thing is that you get to see um, politics coming from someone that looks like us that come from the same upbringing, you know, par- poverty, you know, house, uh, a life of, you know, for ones that grew up with uh, dealing getting Welfare, getting food stamps, you know, Medicaid projects. You know, you you came up in the uh, predominantly black neighborhood, rag the riches story. You get to see someone like that be able to be political and have a voice and be able to speak from us. Um, and from there, you should know if she can do it, anybody can do it. I love women like that. And uh, with me... Um, I actually plan on doing this podcast alone. This was a solo one. My brother is in town. He's uh, stationed in Hawaii. So we have an opportunity to bond. And he's able to get on my podcast and talk a little bit with me. So my brother, Paul, love Paul, if y'all remember him, <laughs> he is joining me tonight in on this conversation. So I know he has some valuable stuff to say Um with this, I, I first I would think I my brother. What the hell he gonna talk about? He don't know what he gonna talk about. But you know he he has some very he have a very inter- interesting per- perspective. I mean, keep me laughing, and he has my nephew with him. So if you hear a baby in the background, he he's the only person to have permission to make noise during my recording. Nobody else. I don't already chop my kids down. Nobody should make any noise, but he's the only one that get permission to make noise tonight. Cause that's my baby. That's my love. And they're getting ready to leave me soon. So I want to soak up all the time that I can get. But anyways, what's up, bro? Yo, yo, yo. What's up? What's up? <laughs> what's up? How you doing, bro? What's going on? How you feeling? Well, I'm doing very great. You know, um, just to see family in so long, you know, doing things to make your family have a better life, you know, it's kind of like a sacrifice to miss out on the ones you really love, so my profession, so I'm here tonight, you know, send this happy out just to give you a little enlightenment on how I feel about a black woman in Congress, like going out the way and showing other black women to follow her footsteps, because like, we need more black women to oh, be yeah. educated and, you know, be driven to do something for the black community right now because right now, you know, we're in the hole and trying to figure life out because everything becoming that very fast. But one thing I could say is hope and there's light over the hill, you know. So come on, what he said hope and light over the hill. Come yes, on, my brother. Yes, yes, it is, it is, it is. <laughs> and just coming from a standpoint of life where I came from, you know, as sister and brother, you know, our life story but and like uh most people don't ever think a black guy could get live a Hawaiian life and God bless me to see something like that. So I Come know on. there's hope. So don't give up on life and just push for those that you know of your color 
even not even be of your color. It could be of another color, but for a standpoint that could help you out and benefit your race, your color, because we need each other. Come if on. you look at things in life, most people who got something going on, they got people of the same color backing them up. You feel me? Exactly, exactly. And and that's the part that I'm intrigued about, though, bro, because you would think I was listening to Angela. And let me just go back and say um, who she is, and then I can kind of go into it. Then we can go along to what my question is about blacks with a platform not really accepting her perspective. But just to give you a little backstory about Angela, right? So Angela Staten, like I said prior to, you know, rag, she has a rags to riches story. You know what I'm saying? Atlanta native, you know, life. She connected with Phaedra. Now, that's the interesting piece. So after I listened to her on Young Pharaoh's YouTube channel, um, and after I moved to watching her interview on The Breakfast Club, I did some more research and began to look at more YouTube videos, and I went to her website, I went to her social media pages, and I, I just kind of be, began to do some research, like, who is this woman? And, you know, I can kind of see where some people are biased when it comes to her political run and her political views because like I said she started like she went to prison and I'm thinking I don't want to say allegedly but she said she connected with Phaedra now she's an author she wrote a book called let me go and uh get the right name of this book it it uh, uh, uh. I had it on here it is called life of a real housewife how Lies of Atlanta. So, excuse me. I'm repeat it again. I'm a little tongue-tied. Life of a Real Housewife. Right. That's it. You can Google it. Angela Stat. You can get it. I might chop that name up trying to read this print. But in this book, the tell-all was that she connected with Phaedra. She seen Phaedra was living like this lavish lifestyle. And she wanted to do what Phaedra was doing. And Phaedra introduced her to it. And basically... I didn't read the book. I'm interested. But whatever this lifestyle, it had to be the reason why she went to prison. And I think it had something to do with some type of scamming, white-collar crimes. You know, Apollo Apollo went to prison for something like that. That kind of had, like, a big connection to it. So she went to prison. And what she said in, in the interview, and all this information you can find on YouTube, Young Pharaoh, her page. So I'm not saying anything that's incorrect. Um, she said that Phaedra turned around and basically said she was a mastermind of the whole criminal enterprise. Yeah, okay. Sorry about that. So she was the mastermind of the criminal enterprise. So while she was in prison, from that, she lost her mother. She lost her grandmother. She had an interview saying that Phaedra was at her mom's funeral, you know, like, caressing and consoling her child, took her child's, excuse me, took her mother's last bit of money. She was at her grandmother's funeral, all this other kind of stuff. Took the last bit of money, trying to pay the lawyers and not even knowing that Phaedra had to pin her on it once she read the paperwork. So, boom, did that, got out of prison, got, you know, Phaedra so, uh, sued her um, to not to have that book released. Phaedra lost, 
the lawsuit. And actually, it was deemed to be prejudice. So Angela had all rights to post her post her book about the life that she lived with Phaedra in the life of crime. Okay, moving forward. Okay, so I see her um, on celebrity TV. I see her, like, on BT. I see her that she had, like, some reality-type star vibes. So I was looking at that, and I'm like, okay, so seeing her doing that, like, is she's trying to be famous, what she's trying to do. Then I, moved, I listened to her tell her story, her being mentored, and then she um, grew a strong passion for criminal reform. So, boom, she get pardoned by Donald Trump, and now she's clear to do whatever she wants to do, and now she's a congressional candidate. And she has some strong viewpoints that people are dis- uh, dis- uh, um, disagreeing with, but I'll talk about that a little bit later. So that's with her. So, um, <laughs> it's so many interviews about her. I didn't even know what people just like who finna listen to her, the life that she lived, who is she to talk about not being a political candidate, you know? And what I got from that, and that's why I kept digging and digging is that I know for a fact I'm attracted to strong personalities and women with dominant alpha like features. I, and like, she gives me like a stormy Wellison type vibe. Like, you fucked up in the beginning. Now you're trying to redeem your life. You need redemption. And once you learn what you done learned, you done did what you done did, you done served your crime, you done served your time, like you now on the up and up. Okay, now I have a voice and I can make a change. So, like with me, I'm like, I feel like I'm in, I'm in that position because you know me, you're my brother, like, I, I had people to to not believe in me to because I gave them reasons to not to believe in me. I gave them reasons to not trust me. I gave them reasons. I changed my life, and now it was like the road to redemption. And I can identify with women like that. So I, I I'm like I'm gonna watch her. I'm gonna watch her. So, bro, when I was telling you about this story, like what what was like some of the things that came across your mind? Did it seem like something that you're like what the hell Rashana got going on? But I mean, like, what did you get from that story when I was sharing it with you until y'all was about to really record about it? Well, it was very intriguing, though. <laughs> Brother, stop talking like, like you're a host on a TV show. Well, it was really intriguing. Yeah, you know, I like to have a baby. But, yes, just listen to that story you was telling me and just uh, dissect it in my brain. is, I think that everybody needs a second chance. It's Absolutely. It's all not about your past. It's really not. And now she's trying to take a step in life that's for the community. Why shouldn't we back her? Like, right. it's a lot of things that people back, and they don't know why they back them up, you know? So, like, at least she's telling you her story of what she's done. For the best thing that she's doing is telling you that she did mess up. Right. A lot of people hide that from you and be like, yo, I was perfect all my life. Come on, bro, look you at you. So come like, on. Come on and just be real about the situation. You know, so there's nothing that they could bring up and be like, yo, you didn't say this. Right. And that's what a lot of people don't want to vote for people because, like, they could be like, yo, I voted for such and such, and he said, he or she said they was going to do this, but they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. They got the power and just kept in it, like, some for themselves, like a life achievement. But is she telling you what's going on and what she's fighting for? Why should we not support her? That's the only play the other candidate going to do the same thing, tell you what's going on, and do you be believe in what they believe, and you're going to vote for them. So sit here and listen to her story, like dig deep and see if she's a good candidate to vote for. 
And like a lot of people, you just can't sit here and judge off the backstory of the couple. But she's judged already, and you know why the the, the main reason she's being drunk. Uh, <laughs> I can't talk tonight. The main reason she's being judged already before she even make a move is because she supports our president Donald Trump. She's a black Republican. Hmm. Well, there's a lot of black people who support Donald Trump. But we coming from where we from, you don't see them supporting Donald Trump. In my mind, when I see black support Trump, I see the wealthy because, you know, I, I cannot lie. Um, I've never been into politics like that. And I was telling you earlier, one thing about Angela, she was talking about was Democrat. She was Democrat because she was always told to be a Democrat, vote Democrat. And I was telling you like grandma, everybody that we know, they was always like Democrat, vote Democrat, vote Democrat. But she's saying like, listen, Y'all don't even know what the Democrats are the Democrats are doing. They're not even necessarily in her perspective, in her view, she's saying they're not helping black folks. They're actually hindering African Americans to rely on the government. And I believe so I believe that to be true because with Trump is in the office, I was telling you earlier, is that when you reach another tax bracket, them taxes ain't no joke. So you're looking for all kind of um deductions and, and savings and things like that. And Donald Trump helped help the middle class. This is my opinion. And I say that because I see it in my check. I see it with different things that I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? That he is a capitalist. So he is for people creating their own, their own way, their own money. I, not necessarily, not necessarily for people that want handouts. So, that's one thing, like, immediately when she began to talk about some of her positions that she wanted to change, it was about economic empowerment and in black people and basically giving the, them a hand up and not a hand out so they can create their own success story versus continuously being fed off of the government. You know, so me, and here I go identifying again, is that I was on government assistance. I was on housings. I had $998 worth of food stamps. I got, I received Medicaid, me and my kids. I had a utility check. I, you know, I had childcare. I had those things done for me. But then when I decided to, when I started making more money and it was taxing the hell out of my check and then housing would do a review and everybody know if you ever was on housing, if you was on Section Hey, any type of subsidized housing, they're going to review your income. And if your income is not within the income, the other income limit, they're reducing your rent, reducing your benefits, or they're decreasing it. And mine was slowly but surely being, look at my baby going to sleep, slowly but surely being decreased. You know, so that's when I knew, like, my time was up. However, I had to make a way, I had to create a way to figure out what I was going to do to not to return back. So, absolutely right. So, when she was saying some of those things, brother, I'm like, okay, okay, I can listen to her. Well, I see where you're coming from. Like, I always had the phrase of you don't grind, you don't shine. Yeah. And if there's no programs for, like, the lower class like we're not putting out programs for the lower class to get better in life like to give them a chance to make money give them Come a on. chance to save give them a chance to like get out of poverty then there's a problem 
Right. And there are some programs to help. Right. But some people are so, like, traditional getting caught in their ways to be like, yo, uh, the government's giving me such and such. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I got a little check going on. I got $500 to myself. I'm going to ball out on it. Mm-hmm. Then you got that other person over there looking like, yo, they give me $500 to myself. I'm finna save it. So we need to push more to, like, yo, if you getting this government help out, why don't you save the money that you're getting? Mm-hmm. If they got a program set up for that, like. Well, it, it's, it's the discovery. Um, I talk about it all the time. You have to come into the discovery of this. And that's one of the things I want to watch in her political agenda. Um, when it comes to that, I'm going to see what she's going to do. Because granted, she has some some agendas and some some bullet points that she wants to push. And I don't agree with everything, but some of the things I do agree with, but I just like her stature. I like how she stands. And what I'm going to do, and I'm going to play a clip of what I listened to um, on YouTube that I, that first introduced me to her and you'll be able to be able to get some of her story. So let me play this clip real quick. sit down talk to me let's see what we can do about getting these people out and so i saw how jay-z and meek mill and a lot of entertainers were saying hey no we're not going and then i thought about my story once again and how i felt when i was separated from my daughter i called my godmother who has a very close relationship with the president and i said mom you know what i want to go in i want to be a part of this i want to share my story i want him to understand how this feels coming from someone like me so i went in I told my story. Not only did we get the First Step Act passed, but we also got it illegal to chain women to the bed during childbirth. Since then, we have had thousands of people to come home. I've also been successful in helping with the Second Step Act and securing 4,000 jobs for returning citizens. Then I went on to get my own pardon from the president on February of 18th of this year. And after that, I saw opening come available to run for Congress where I lived at. It happened to be against John Lewis. But I said, you know what? The definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. I said, it is really time for change. I said, I'm going to take my life experiences because there's a difference between education and wisdom. Education is what you learn from books and wisdom is what you learn from your life experiences. So I said, I'm going to take my wisdom and my education and I'm going to go to Congress and I'm going to go fight for people like me. That's right. You know what? I want to tell you right now that. So, um, So with that clip. Um, I thought it was another piece that I was that I that it was going to get, but in that clip she was talking to Young Pharaoh and Young Pharaoh. I'm not familiar if any of my listeners are familiar. It's it's familiar. Excuse me with Young Pharaoh. To me, he's like a a radical. Um, <laughs> I know. I swear, <laughs> he's like a radical. You know, um, liberated. Uh, a person that gives his political views that goes and discover things and, 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 and he goes and exploit things that he deemed to be uh, not fair, not true. And I listen to some of his things. You know what? Remember, brother, when we used to be like, used to be real taboo to listen to people that have different stories that we're not familiar. Like, you know, they're coming in talking about um, the government and the, and the bad things the government has going on. Um, you know, like little, little secret things um, or, you know, just stuff that 
you know, like grandma, grandma used to be like, you know, we, that stuff was foreign. Like we didn't talk about history. We didn't talk about, oh, how can I really explain it? Like we couldn't, we, we, we didn't necessarily go into deep, too deep into politics, into religion, into our history, into our culture. Everything was, you got to understand it surface. And so as I grow, I get I begin to dig uh, dig a little bit deeper. I get to listen to other people's views and beliefs. Oh my baby, oh my baby, I get to listen to other people's views and stuff. And is I can't believe that I'm actually listening to it because I used to think I used to be like I don't want to hear that they lying or they they crazy. I don't want to hear that Illuminati stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like how how do you see us now? Like it's 2020, and now some of this stuff we kind of like open our ear to. Listen here, 2020, everything had been exposed. Everything is out in the open. Mm-hmm. It's so much. Technology is so advanced that you can Google anything. 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 You can have Ancestry.com that can look up generation to generation and tell who you your heritage is from. You believe that? Yes, I believe that. Okay. Because, like, uh, the only way I believe that is a reference because how do they – find out who's those guys and people are buried back in the days. Mm-hmm. Like this all bone fracture deck of uh, chemistry put together that knows that they could realize like this person was related to you mm-hmm. with some genetics. So that just saying that like it's 2020 is like everything is out there mm-hmm. and it's like nothing you really can hide from that you can't really go find. Right. So you can put yourself out and be like, yo, this is, I don't want to listen to this person because such says I can't believe this or this happened. Mm-hmm. But what about that? You trying to speak and you be like, yo, this person will listen to me such such because they don't believe I got a true story. But right. you actually been through that. Yeah. <laughs> so how can you feel about this person that telling you a story? So like, I believe like, you know, so you can get a sense of something that is a lie. That's tr- something that is true. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like, yo, I know this guy, this, or this woman, she is, no, it has to be some truth to what she's saying, right? Yes, it's got to. It's when got you sit to. back and look at it and listen to what someone is saying, you know, you ha- it, it has to make sense. And it do ma- and it do make sense. And to me, I was looking at it and I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Um, some of the views that she's not really, really like uh, really getting the best response about is two of them. Um, it's about abortion. She's pro-choice, like I said. So she's she supports Trump. Trump is pro-choice, and she's pro-choice. Um, and she was talking about the Democrats. Now it goes back to what I was saying that we was always we grew up saying we vote de- Democrat. Democrats is for blacks, you know. Um, but she went on and explained how Democrats strategically place Planned Parenthoods in predominant black communities, you know, and also saying that blacks have the options to abort their babies. So she's saying with this abortion piece, and this is her, this is not my viewpoint. She's saying that we are killing off our population by abortions, you know, and from me, I I never looked at a at a, a Planned Parenthood abortion like that. I looked at that for an, as an option because, like someone like me, 
I went to Planned Parenthood. I never had an abortion, but I went to Planned Parenthood. And because I didn't think I would believe I need to be a mother. And that option was there for me because guess what? People have to raise their babies. So I'm pro-choice. I'm like, uh, you do what you have to do. And I'm still like that. And that's something I disagree with. But I see that other platforms are not really digging her perspective on that. But um, you just got to think about, you know, people have, you know, they, they, they get pregnant. They have to take care of those babies. You know, you, you, if you can't do it or if you want to get rid of it because you made a mistake, um, if you've been raped, if it's incest, if it's any reason that you deem to say, you know what, I don't want this, I think it's your choice. Who am I to put my mouth on you? Because I won't because at the end of the day, I don't have to raise that kid. You're right. And just think about it. How deep can you go about you giving a woman the opportunity to say, no, I don't want this kid? Mm -hmm. It might be in a good way or it might be in a bad way. Mm -hmm. But uh, just not missing religion into it, but God oversees everything. Right. So everything happened for a reason, I believe. Mm -hmm. It is good or bad. Like everything have a a meaning to it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not with like, okay, hey, if, you got raped. You can go get an abortion. So I, you're saying like keep the baby? I'm not saying keep the baby, but you should think about the situation. But if a woman can live with that, mm-hmm. that's her choice. Cause guess what? Everybody has choices, right? Everybody have options to pick and choose what they want to do in life. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, how can you take that opportunity away from a person to being like, "Yo, you mm-hmm. can't say this." Cause that's her life. She had to raise. She that had kid. to raise that baby. And at the same time, she'd been raped. She had to raise that kids alone. In the back mind of thinking that yo, this kid might look like the guy or woman who raped the person. Yeah. So you just send it the whole time. You got this memory the whole time. And just say some people that some people kill the kids. Yeah. Some people kill themselves. They kill themselves. I mean, it's so it's so many reasons why people do what they do, and at the end of the day. They have to live with their decision. I don't have a heaven on the hill to put them in. Um, she speak. She speak clearly on like pro choice. Like if a parent has an option, you know, she was saying like if a dad does not have the right to tell a woman what she should do, then why do a woman have the right to say what that unspoken fetus can do? And her and your Pharaoh went into the science, the scientific facts of the fetus actually having the nerves and everything, and they can feel everything through the abortion. So that was kind of deep. Let me say, I remember going with Jada when I got pregnant with Jada. <laughs> this is not funny. I'm not being insensitive, but I was telling my kids, I'm like, listen, we ain't having no baby. This is it. Went to a plan. I went to the Care Pregnancy Center. So if you're from Augusta, you know, on the corner of Broad Street, you got the Care Pregnancy Center. And they went, you go in there and say, my abortion or whatever? And they showed me a videotape. I said, well, that's it. I'm not doing it. Mm. <laughs> that that changed my mind. Though, yeah? yeah, that changed my mind. Like, I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm not going with it. And it made it look so gruesome. It made it, I mean, and it's bad. It's bad to a certain degree. But at the end of the day, that person has to be responsible for that child. I am not going to tell somebody what they have to do because I know what I had to do with my children. You know, I went to Planned Parenthood not one time, not two times, but three times. I have all my kids now. 
<laughs> I love all my babies now, but at that time, you can only imagine um, the space that woman is in, uh, unsure if she's able to be a mother, if she's um, able to provide for that child. You know, will she be able to live with the fact that she may possibly have to live with that child alone? Or the fact that she, you know, she don't, it may be a reason she didn't had a baby with another a man or something, and that just not the, the best circumstance for her. Another thing I was thinking about while I'm talking, you got people and they have kids that they are able to detect um, them being dysfunctional, being them have abnormalities. You know, they're, something is wrong with them, and parents have the option to birth that child and deal with it, or they have the option to go ahead and say, you know what, I don't want to put my child through that. So I'm going to play this clip that was on the Breakfast Club about her speaking about pro-life. And then after that, I'm going to also speak on how they handle her and how Young Pharaoh conversation was. And then how I turned around and watched how the other platforms handled her while she was talking. So then I'm going to play a little bit of this. As of right now where we are, we're always crying about being an oppressed minority. But we are always going to be an oppressed minority if we continue to abort our offspring, abortion is the biggest genocide against black America. They strategically place their abortion clinics in our neighborhoods. And every time you just about every time you hear a democratic candidate go on stage, the first thing they say is black women need access to abortion. So if we really want to restore the value to our own lives. If we really want to say right, though, a woman's right. For abortion, I like, just wanna... if, a, if a girl was, <laughs> if a girl, like let's say a sixteen-year-old girl was raped or somebody was raped and they're pregnant, and they don't want to have that child, they don't want to have that experience. You don't feel feel like it's a woman's right to have an abortion. So they talk about women's rights and women's choice. We need to first figure out why the government gave us a choice to kill our children and get away with it. Because as a man, you make the child. If you wanted to kill the baby, you would go to jail. You don't have a right to decide whether or not your child lives. Neither should a woman. Even in the instance of rape, let's just talk about it because I've been raped before. I have a 27-year-old daughter that's a lawyer still deciding to choose life because at the end of the day, that child is still partly mine. Now, if you can't kill the person who raped you, why are we killing the child? And in addition to that, rape is only 1% of abortions. So the argument that's on the floor right now about abortion is the Democrats wanting to fund it. It's not necessarily taking away a woman's right, which I don't believe any woman should want to write. Because here's the thing, you're taking away someone else's right to live. I'm pro-choice. And one of, the, one of the reasons I'll say that is because, one of the reasons I'll say that is because I think history has proven that when abortion was illegal, women were still having abortions and they were doing them in very unsafe ways and dying from them. So that will still continue to go on. And then the only people who had access were people who could pay for private physicians so that they were able to travel, go get okay, that done, so, pay a large sum of money. So that actually something. endangered our people who were living in poverty because something. they couldn't afford to go to a private doctor. Let me tell you something. A baby dies every time in an abortion. Every time a woman has an abortion, a baby dies. You can't say black lives matter and don't include the black lives that are in the womb. Now, when you're talking about health care- Is it a fetus or a baby? Let's talk about, it, uh, look up the definition of a fetus. A fetus is a human baby. Now, when you're talking about health care and in the black community, we need to remember the Negro Project entitled X Funds. When you go research the history of Planned Parenthood, 
The founder, Margaret Sanger, was a racist. The Negro Project was about them implementing birth controls into our population, into our communities to keep us from populating, to keep us from reproducing. Now, the thing of it is, when you guys say you're pro-choice, you have to think about this, the word and the trick. Why is it pro-life and then pro-choice? Because the opposite of life is death. The choice is death. So what we have to decide now is when we are voting. Yeah, it gets, it gets, it gets good. It get, this, um, if you guys get an opportunity, go and check out that episode of The Breakfast Club with Angela Staten King. Um, and yeah, that, that interview was very good, but it also, that interview also shows some ugly characteristics or some unfair characteristics of the breakfast club, DJ NB and Angela Yee. And listen, I'm an Angela Yee fan. I love lip service. Um, I've watched, I listened to the breakfast club and I watched how people in politics and in a position of power come onto their show. They show they, they allow them to speak. They allow them to say what they're going to say. They don't antagonize them. They don't make them feel some type of way. Um, I watched them be very respectful. With Angela, it was a lot of crosstalk. And this, a little bit, of, you got a little bit of that inside of this, but it was very hostile. It was very hostile. Now, her interview with Young King, because he's in this in alignment with her, of course, it was a it was it was a better interview, but with the Breakfast Club, DJ DJ Envy and Angela Yee was really um kind of antagonizing her. Charlemagne had some stuff and said he disagreed, but let me tell you guys, Charlemagne always has something to say. Charlemagne was quiet. Charlemagne was quiet. Why do you think he was quiet? He was quiet because maybe he's like, she might be have something. She might have something. <laughs> but he normally has something to say. He's kind of like this. He spearhead a lot of the interviews. But on this one, he kind of took a step back and allowed DJ Envy and Angela to kind of lead this one. Some people don't say nothing when they know that somebody else is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? And it could be the aspect of just like, yo, maybe they just own her because she's been in prison. How can you say something about that if you've right. got a messed up background? Mm-hmm. But how can you take that for somebody though? I think, and I think they was making. I think by her being a Trump supporter, they automatically gave them a negative indication about her. I don't think they really kind of wanted to be fair with her because, like, she's a Trump supporter, so she's automatically anti what they are for. Um, but. I Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to BetterHelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through BetterHelp.com slash save. BetterHelp.com slash save. Got it. See, I lost my train of thought in a minute. <laughs> but um, 
I don't know, brother. I lost my train of thought with that. But I just I just know that I've seen them do better. I see that Charlemagne was very quiet in this. He did speak at the end and saying that he agreed with her. Um, about another topic, I'm gonna play a little bit of that video of of that too. That she's that she, I'm gonna let her, I'm gonna let the video speak about what she's against. Um, but it was it was very interesting that Charlemagne was quiet and he never is quiet. But I thought the Breakfast Club was very disrespectful towards her, and she definitely needs an apology for that because I like you said maybe she feel like she's less than, she's inadequate because of her past, or maybe she's speaking for every woman in the world, which she's not. I like her stance, but I, like I said, I'm pro-choice. Regardless of what she say, I'm not going to tell somebody what to do. They have to do what they have to do. Because I believe if you do, if you stop the abortions, you're going to have a lot, of, a lot of dead children. You're going to have a lot of moms with more mental issues. You're going to have the, the crime rate is going to be higher. The poverty level is going to be higher. And I hate to say that, but if you give, the, if you say women, you got to have this baby. Oh, you know what else I had thought about too? I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna go to the next. Like they have these kids, and then they know how to take care of them. Some of them may not be able to step up to the plate. Some of them do. But with this being said, if there wasn't an option for Planned Parenthood, do you think that would make us more responsible? Definitely, most <laughs> definitely, most definitely, that make a lot of people responsible because, like. A lot of people have kids and they're not ready for them, right? Right. So it's a journey. And even though that journey can make you or break you at the times you're going through it. And a lot of people just can't decide what happened mm-hmm. when somebody come and forcefully make you have a child. So you got to feel that sympathy for them too. But as a supporting people, I just had want to say this, like, Let's just go deep and just put a little plot twist in this. Mm-hmm. And background of people. Mm-hmm. I'm in the artists, not black, white, Mexican, Hispanic, um, any artists that been in jail and did it's amount of crimes and people still buy their music. A lot of them. So why you can't do that towards a person who went to prison for a fraud? <laughs> <laughs> Who 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 says she's worthy? People quick to say somebody is not worthy. Somebody has to stand up. And that's one of the things I'm looking at. Like she bold. Yes. She's standing up. It's just, it's just she's like, going against the masses. Yes, and that's what most people do. Most people don't like rebellious. Oh no. They don't like they don't like us. They don't they, like rebels. They <laughs> like people to stay in line. Yes, sir. No, sir. Get in line, uh, Effie. Wait your turn. Don't cross the gun line, boss. <laughs> <you feel me? laughs> but yeah, like a lot of people don't understand that that life have challenges. And if you accept that challenge to do something good, even though you're past, watch them people support you. Mm-hmm. So watch the people support these athletes that maybe raped before. Mm-hmm. And they push to have them back in the league. Mm-hmm. Maybe have the message of violence in their life, mm-hmm. but push to put them back in the league. They'll forgive them. They'll people forgive celebrities, entertainers, influencers. They'll forgive them very, very quickly. Um, before they forgive, in my opinion, an average Joe Blow, an average rag, rag to riches story. They'll be so quick to jump on them. Like for example, Stormy Wellington. Like you're not know, talking about. She remind me of Stormy. Stormy Black on that Black Tuesday. 
that next Wednesday, Stormy talked about her uh, losing out on $200,000 a day because of the, that Blackout Tuesday, and people crucified her. You hear me? Like, she always she always been against the grain. She always talked about money. She always said and did what she said she was going to do. But when she spoke about losing that amount of money in a day because of the uh, the Black Lives Movement, oh, they vultured. They chewed her. She hasn't. She's been on social media, but she hasn't even been on her page no more. They ate her up, but that's my dog, and I support her in everything she does. But Stormy, so. you know, uh, it's more than you losing out right now. Oh, look at you, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you but can't. she, she been it. Like, I mean, if you know her, if you know her, she's gonna talk about money. She's she's wealthy. She she's a big hitter. So she was like, man, she told them y'all letting them trick you, trick y'all into not doing this, letting y'all trick y'all. And to not spending your dollars and this in the third, I lost it's X amount of money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you lost that, and, you know, you always can get back. You always can get back. <laughs> I don't push, like, losing money. Man, we don't like losing $20. What the hell are you talking yeah, about? So She's talking about 200000 We talk about $200 that we know we don't put in our pants pocket, and we cannot find it, okay? We're going to tell the, the the dirty clothes hamster. We tell the I'm bathroom. Gonna, I'm going to the car by mine. <laughs> my 20. I'm looking at everybody in the house. Yo, hey, let me check Let me check the pocket. Let's see what's going on. But, yeah, it, it, this, this is something that most people have never seen. Yeah. You know, saying so this pandemic have been very, very outrageous towards a lot of people. Uh-huh. And in the back end of life, it's just like the race that is taking the most effect of it is the black community. Yeah. So just tell me one thing: how many times in life that the black community have took toll over something that happened in the world? Mm. It's been a lot. We've been taking a lot, so that. The saying does not send Stormy Weathern should not express her feelings towards losing two hundred thousand dollars a day, mm-hmm. but I think it's bigger fish out of losing billions, of bigger money than that. Yeah, so it's some little fishes that can't even feed their family because they can't go to work. So I just feel like in that instant of time, you say what you say. Sure everybody had ever had an opinion. Everybody got an opinion in life. Yeah. I don't care what you say. You got your opinion in life. Yeah. You can say what you want to say. You might get. Fried for saying what you want to say. Uh, well, I'd rather be get fried or said what I want to say than not saying it at all. Uh-huh. You feel me? So you can't knock that people like we we crucify each other. Black people crucify each other. We we <sighs> our biggest downfall. We are our biggest downfall. If you listening, black people we are our biggest downfall because we won't support each other in what we have going on in life. Mm-hmm. And you never know how much it make people feel to see that I got my whole race behind me. You ever felt that? It's like you got your whole family behind you. Like you, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how I felt now with y'all. With me having this family time, this was rejuvenating for me. You need support. Support is what drives you and motivates you and builds you and give you that that push that you need. Support is what's it. Let me tell you something. Until you start a a a, a, a hobby, a home based business, or you. You for like yourself, like you when you joined the army, like support matters. Support gets you through, and it gets you some through some of those those moments of doubt. It gets you through those moments of celebration. It gets you through those milestones. Like who don't need support? And black folks are very funny about support, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm getting. I'm used to it. I hate to say that, but I'm. Break I'm the getting chains used to it. on supporting people, guys. Like you don't know how much. So. 
if it is it's, it's fruit stand or a white couple selling these objects or these items, mm-hmm. then you got this black food stand or this Mexican food stand. It don't look so good now, but it's the same items mm-hmm. that is across the street from you. Mm-hmm. Most people will walk to the other side of the street and leave that regular food stand. Mm-hmm. And most time, that regular food stand got a sweet little olive milk. <laughs> oh, come on, brother, dropping them jewels. Yeah, yeah it does. Come so on, dropping them jewels. You never know what you get. So <laughs> just sometimes life is about taking risks. I took a risk when I joined. Mm-hmm. Never knew anything like that. And that's like most, one of the things in life I can say that I'm glad I did. Yeah. What, the bigger the risk, the greater reward. Yes, and like everything is dedication. But if I didn't have that support system, yeah. my grandmother, my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, my wife, I cried so kids. bad to your your AIT graduation. I cried like a, a yes. baby. I was just so proud of you. It's just like that took me and it's telling me like, yo, every time I have to go do something that extreme that mm-hmm. pushed me to my limit, that say that I might wake up in the morning and say like, I don't want to do this no more. Mm-hmm. I could look back and be like, yo, look at some pictures. Like, yo, look who yeah. I did it for. Yep. The biggest achievement in life is, yeah, you know what I'm saying, doing it for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I think it's more greater. It's more extreme. It's more dedicated to your family when they be like, yo, I'm proud of you. Yeah. And a lot of people don't get that. They don't get I'm it. I'm proud of you. They don't get it. Well, hopefully we'll watch this. We'll watch Angela's journey and we'll be, we'll, we will see her get more support because she's omnipresent now. Like, she's really, her name is floating around. She It got my attention. Look, I switched my whole schedule, and I was going to definitely drop something else today, but I'm like, nah, I'm going to talk about this because this is what's important to me right now. Because the way that she's carrying herself, I mean, her views are okay. I can deal with certain things, but just think about having a strong woman in Congress that's speaking on our behalf of the folks that that need the criminal reform. And then some of the things that she has on her agenda, I didn't even think I mentioned it. I had it written down to talk about was her political agenda was she um it was criminal reform. And, and, you know, mama locked up, you know, our mother has been in and out of jail, you know, we can identify strong. And then think about the times mama got out of jail. Like our mother was a hustler. She went and got a job. She worked, you know what I'm saying? She had an addiction, which led her back into prison. Um, But the thing is, Angela tells her story about when she got out of prison, they gave her $25, um, you know, bus ticket and shipped her back to her children unable to get any support and she did not have a way to make a way. So with the criminal reform, that's one of the things on her agenda. And she was also talking about one of her interviews about, you know, you know, criminal reform, having a plan, having programs to help them get their lives together and back on their feet. Once you do your time, your time is served. Like you have, you have did your duty. Like you have served your crime you should not still be penalized for, especially for felons, you know, and she was talking about things where you can easily get things expunged. Do you know how hard it is for people that have felonies and multiple felonies to even consider getting their record expunged? So they'll be able to get a decent paying job. So they, so that um, they'll be able not to be discriminated when it comes to fair housing, you know, so they be able to make a way. So they won't return back to that life of crime. Like, I think most felons should have some type of program to say, yo, if you go through this program and 
maybe it'd be a year or two years or even six months, and you successfully graduate this program, you, you can expunge. Give them that opportunity yeah. before just like, y'all get you 25 bucks. Hey, make it happen. What's 25 bucks now? It's not nothing. Make them earn it. Yes, make them earn make it. Make them earn it. Put them through it. And just like, I have been a correction officer, so. Right. I've seen a lot in that field for like a year and a half. Like, people getting out, having nothing to go to. Don't remember doing 25 years. Don't even remember what life is about. Wow. So I have those conversations with those guys, white, black, they're all racist. All racist, right. You know what I'm saying? Just going back and just scared. Being too soon alive is something. It's, it's really And they're scared something. to go back into the free world. Yes. And they, doing, they end up doing something to come right back because they feel safer institutionalized. Yes, because yes, if you've been doing that 10 years or 15 to 25 years, what do you know? Right. And, and the, the world is changing. The world is not the same when they when they no. when they go in and then turn around and come right back out. The world is not the same. The world is different. It's very, very, very different. To be scary. To be locked in a cell for not even the biggest. I can reach I'm six foot four. So not those guys not saying that no mm-hmm. so the little guys don't have, but those guys have been boxed in and just that time to think mm-hmm. that what you're gonna do, if you don't have something to lead you in the right path. How do you guide those guys and women to a successful life after mm-hmm. being institutionalized? You don't have nothing. You have to start from scratch. And most of them go to the things that got them in there. Like you said, most of them go back to what they can do, stealing, robbing, right. raping. Life of crime, yes. whatever they can get. So you should have something set up other than I'm going to lock this person back up mm-hmm. again and give them 25 years because you didn't have that given chance. But most people, just like even in the military, most people get out. Veterans have nothing set up, had nowhere to go. She talked about veterans and how how Atlanta. She this is her quote saying Atlanta was not the homelessness. You'll find that is ninety nine point nine percent veterans. Yes, they don't have nowhere to go. They it's, have nowhere to go. No program. Mm-hmm. So and most, that's sad. Most people are scared to get out because they have nothing to go to. If you haven't taken that time and just like sought up your education and the succeeded in that department mm-hmm. while you have a full-time job, you are really like yeah. on your own, you yeah. know, see what I'm saying? So like it's, it's no program for that. So it's like, it's, it's like prison reform veterans. Like they, they fought for people alive mm-hmm. that they don't even know. So you're saying that they just, they get treated unfairly. Not saying they get treated unfairly, but they should have, a program side. If you have some people that look out for them, oh, you've been in the military X amount of years, they know you're going to show up to work, such and such, but you're taking a chance too, just like you take a chance on that fella that got out of prison. Right. With intuition lies in their life, like, oh, I don't know nothing better. So, but give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Give them a chance. Give them the opportunity to say, I messed up or I can succeed and do better in life. Mm-hmm. It's a chance that needs to be given to those women and men. If there's no chance, so what do you expect? Mm-hmm. Crime rate to go down. Mm-hmm. You should not. Because most of them might be locked up since they're 15 years old. Right. High poverty, high crime. And there's 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 there's, there's really no help for that. So that's why I push towards, like, most people like the Kim Kardashian. They got some sign, like, get people out of jail, trying to have a program outside of the mm-hmm. Like, I support those people that because people do need that. They need it. Our like, mama going to need it. Look, yes. I'm thinking that I could be able to help her only to a certain degree, but it's only so much that I'll be able to do. You know, for to help her transition back, she been locked up three years. So, granted, I mean, 
three years may not be long to some, but the, when she walked in, the world is not the same as her walking out. And then did you go with something else added to your background? So how you got to worry about being discriminated upon. So I think I'm glad that someone is kind of really focused on it and making some things shake. Now the next clip that I'm going to play, and then we're going to get ready to wrap this up, um, is another interesting topic that she, you know, felt, you know, they're really not against, um, I'm sorry, they're really not for But she's speaking very strongly, and this is just about, you know, the LGBTQ community and uh, gender with our children. Let me um, get ready to play this for you guys. Because you believe that doesn't make it that that other women have to believe that. You can believe that you're against abortion, and that's fine. You can be against abortion, but you can't make another woman do what she wants to do with her body. I don't think she's trying to make them. Why does the Democrat Party have to pay for it? Why do us as as pro-lifers, people that believe in life and want your children to live, your future children to live, why do our tax dollars have to pay for those children to be slaughtered? Because not only are they murdered and dismembered in the womb, but then their body parts are sold and some of them are harvested. So what they're voting for on the floor now is funding it. I don't want to support a party that wants to pay for black life to be exterminated. I do not support the Democrat Party. If you can't give black women another option besides abortion, and if every time we come up as a black people, as a community on the floor, the only thing we're being offered is free access to abortion, then that tells me you don't really care about black life. So you I'm think not that's the only option that's being die. offered? That's not the only option that's being offered. So, so tell have, me what else people do you have hear, options. People have options. They can choose that. They can choose to put a baby up for adoption. They can choose to. Ha- they well, can do whatever do they want. Like, and if they choose like they to have an abortion, why do you feel like? Why do you feel like tap people who don't believe in killing babies? To- a small percentage of it. Them turning away the sixty million in federal funding for those programs. So what I'm saying is, what they're asking for is to fund abortion. What we're saying is, we don't want to pay for it. If he has had a sex change, I don't believe I'm not anti because when you say anti LGBTQ, you're putting in lesbian, bi, gay, you lumping everything in together. I so, said so what are you change. anti? What are you against then? Explain. I'm asking. So what are you against, man? This is this is what I don't agree with. I don't mm-hmm. agree that I should be forced to recognize a man as a woman if he has had a sex change. I don't believe I should be forced to recognize that. I also don't believe that children should be associated with anything LGBTQ. I'm not against anybody grown. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Doing what they want to do, but I am against associating children with that and here's why. When you break down LGBTQ, what it means and what it stands for, it's all sexual preference. Children shouldn't be identifying with sexual preference. So when you have gay characters in cartoons, 
in every essence, you are opening up the door and teaching children about sex. This is my opinion. I feel as though laws need to be in place that protect children. That's all where I'm at. Children you know, gender and sexual preference are two different, gender and sexual preference are two different things. Just because you're associating you are a certain gender doesn't mean that you're having sex and that's a sexual. And that piece, we had a little technical difficulty technical difficulty but yeah in that piece brother like i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you sound off with that <laughs> mm-hmm. i know i know men are really different when it comes to you know homosexuality when it comes to children being exploited especially little boys being exploited girls being exploited i think it's exploitation um i you know i'm a my daughter's a part of the community you know, I'm I'm not homophobic. I'm not against homosexuality now. I but I do believe in procreation. I do believe in heterosexuality now. You know, I, I'm not for kids identifying at an early age because I'm like, how do you even know? Like, you don't even know what you know right now, and what you know right now may may be subject to change. So I don't know. What's your piece on it? <laughs> and nine out of ten is like most kids should not be raised up on focal point of like I am a man want to be a woman I mm-hmm. am a woman want to be a man because at that age right then I remember in my time in life I didn't even think about even figuring out what a woman life is like because the upbringing I had but yo, your upbringing it wasn't no, it wasn't nothing like that around but <laughs> if I'm sure when it was something different <laughs> that was different uh you know you seen a woman dressed up as a man or a, a woman a man dressed up, as, dressed up as a woman I'm sure uh your dad said something somebody said something yeah and they mostly said something like yo that isn't right you know mm-hmm. in my belief that Adam is Adam and Eve's Eve. Mm-hmm. You know, do you get together and they produce the world, you know? Right. So as in this kid to this generation, like I said earlier in this podcast, that 2020 right now, the electronics and the internet, everything is so fast. Exposed so, so fast, exposed. so soon. And we got, every, you know what I'm saying, all kids do is deal with social media. Mm-hmm. Even at little kids, they see social media because you might have his little kid. He might can sing. He might can write or right. play basketball or box better than those kids in his age bracket, and you want to advertise that. Mm-hmm. So now you got your kid looking at that, but now you don't expose them to the internet, mm-hmm. so they can type in this whatever they're feeling. Or maybe they see something on the internet, like get curious. Mm-hmm. So now you got this little you boy. You open up Pandora's box. Yeah. Saying, yo, I, I, I want to be a, a little girl. Or a girl saying, you know what? I identify with that guy, that boy. I want to wear that haircut. I want to dress like that. I'm attracted to women. I want to be with a woman and a boy, a little boy wearing heels. I, now, I do, do believe that at some point, like, you may be able to see some signs of them early. Early on, like if it's just something, if it's like okay, well, I could tell something is different. Um, but I, I still wouldn't be like, okay, it's okay for you to be pretend to be a girl or say you are a girl if you're a boy, or say hey, you know, even with my daughter, 
I know she hate me talking about it, but when she was telling me that she liked the girls, and I'm like, hey, you ain't wearing all boy clothes. I'm telling you that right now. I gotta shut this shit down. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's boundaries to this thing now. It's boundaries. It's limits. Like, you got to work with me here. You got to work with me. You just sprung this on me. You can't go full-fledged. We, you have to, we have to work on this thing together. But, hey, but this is some things that you can't, you can't do because you are a child. You are a minor. And so what Angela is saying, like, our children being exposed at an early age, that's, some, that's an issue. However, once they become adults, once they become 18, the choice is theirs. They can do whatever they want to do after that. I think a woman can get consent at 16, right? Huh? A woman can get consent at 16 years old? To have sex? I think so, yeah. yeah 16 years old. But she was also, and um, uh, further look at the Breakfast Club video, because she went and further into saying the state of New York, uh, transgender kids underage can now get their birth certificate changed. It's part of the Civil Rights Act when it comes to the LGBTQ. See, oh, I'm gonna mess it up. Don't don't chop my head off. Um, with the community, like they're able to change their birth certificate. So if you was born mm-hmm. a man and then you know had your sex change and then okay now you saying you're a woman, years down the line you meet someone, you meet a man and you get married and you don't disclose what your <laughs> what your sex Actual was at sex birth was at birth. And there uh, should be a law that says that you don't tell your partner that you had a sex change that you can be penalized for that. <laughs> it should be. Because, like, most guys now, uh, like, just living in Hawaii, you, you, oh, you're glad. You, you've been <laughs> you really think that is a woman. And, and, it, and it's and a whole man out here. It's a whole man. And I... Tap guys on the shoulder and be like, yo. Adam, I was bigger than my brother. So, I I love that community because I have family members in that community. Right. I don't judge them at all. But things can be tricky at times in some situations. So, there should be a law that says that <laughs> if you have had a change or anything that's going on, you just look, you have any kind of surgery and you got any body parts to enhance your way of being a woman or a man that mm-hmm. you should identify that. It should be documented. You should bring it to the front of your relationship and have that mm-hmm. notified. If not, you should be penalized for that because <laughs> that is just straight bamboozling. <laughs> nobody want to be bamboozled, you know? Nobody, nobody wants to be bamboozled. funny, you know? Because really people do fall in love, you know? And you don't know what you fall in. Some people fall in and love. And if with. he fall in love, or if she falls in love, and they find out that they that their spouse, their partner, is the opposite, now I believe that you're causing a whole nother line of mental health because this person is going to be like, well, hold up, the whole time I was digging this, and whoa, wait, a minute, was this? Well, you, you never. Am I gay or am I? Whoa, they may be like, hell no. You, I mean, like. <laughs> How how would you identify? How would you handle that? I don't know, but listen, I I am interested to to see more um, of the comments of the listeners. I am interested to see um, more of Angela um, in her policies. And then the last one, the next one I'm gonna go to is just the economic empowerment 
when she was going to say she's for hands up, not handouts. And, you know, more so about entrepreneurship in the black communities, in the in the low poverty areas, giving them um, those basic life skills to be able to um, be able to, you know, make something of themselves and be able to have, um, you know, change their life. Now, she says it. Now, my, the only piece that I have with that pause when she says that she says it she says it effortlessly because in her terms and in me identifying with her too always oh, sounds so much alike she was like I got out of prison I was unable to get assistance I made a way I became an author I sold my book I made a way okay me okay went to high school dropped out had my baby got my GD about seven days ago you know got hired at T-Mobile you know like now I have a home base. It's like, okay, I found a way. I I knew the discovery. I knew it was something. It's some people out there that it, it doesn't happen like that for. Everybody's not equal, you know? Right. Everybody's not, like one of my guys say, everybody's not equal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have, everybody, I believe we all have the same opportunities. But what I'm saying is that some people don't come into that discovery and some people don't move forward because some of them just, some of us, we need clear expectations and directions to go to the next step. Like, I I didn't see it, so I Googled it. I researched it. I brought myself into that discovery. You have people that don't have that natural-born gift to go and research or come across their own discovery or things they need to know just to make their life better. So I would have this. So with this, I'm praying and I want to see what her agenda is on creating programs or, or, or funding things that's already there to help people in housing, people in low poverty areas, people. And it's not necessarily black people, people of color, people of minority, people with the disadvantage that need an advantage. Like these people, I pray that there is some type of program and skill sets and classes and things in place to help them versus saying, hey, you can be an entrepreneur because everybody is not meant to be an entrepreneur. You got to have no. workers. No. Some people got to Everybody work. can't be queen Some bees. You got to have box. worker bees. You do. But is there's a better program like you're saying like you 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 looking forward to seeing the programs or the funding that you will put in programs that already exists so if there's something that those people who are challenged at those aspects in life that they got an opportunity to enhance their chances to be successful in life we all should be for that Mm -hmm. because everybody's not equal everybody got some kind of Disable, and I don't care if you're the smartest person in the world. You still got something that you know. Man, I'm good slower at. than a mug. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you know, like, I my thinking is slow. Sometimes my my thinking and my ideas sometimes don't connect as fast as they should. And I'd be you ever heard somebody being smart, but they slow at the same time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got street sense. You, got, you know, what I'm saying people who are smart. You got people that got no street sense. It's just you know this good at what they do and like I'm the same way like it'll take me a little minute to put a little game plan together but once I got that game plan together and I know it's perfected you know right. we might take me two or three days but <laughs> it's perfected it's where I wanted to be so some popping some people need better time to brainstorm on something and sometimes people need people to brainstorm for them absolutely they need to be in a circle of people like um 
I put myself around people. You put yourself around people that can help you in your area of weaknesses so you can balance them out. Strength and weaknesses to be balanced out. Yeah, yeah. My, and all my father always told me, wolves run with wolves, dogs run with dogs. Come on. Right. Come on, buddy, Cole. Sometimes that <laughs> a wolf is a dog, you know? Yeah. It's part of it. And then a dog is a wolf. Like, they get they the same species, but sometimes they can cross and uh-huh. a wolf can lead the dogs in the Come wolves. On. So if you see an opportunity in life, one thing I learned about life, if there's an opportunity in life, take it. Take it. But people scared of opportunities. You know, I, I'm, I'm into business opportunities. Mm-hmm. People are afraid of what they don't know. So it's very easy to say, take an opportunity. But people, some people don't even see an opportunity. If it ain't like instant money or what they deem it to be an opportunity, it's not an opportunity for them. But there's people like me and people like you that's looking for opportunities and they seize those moments and those opportunities and then look at what happened. Turn on the light. I'm looking for them. Bigger, the, the greater risk, the greater the reward. Yes. So taking risk and seizing the opportunities is what got us at where we're at today. Look, brother, look, this look, this episode was good, guys. Don't you, wouldn't y'all agree? Wouldn't y'all agree? I know y'all can't, I know you, you, you can't say yes, but I'm going to say yes for you. Look, this episode was good. It was different and is what we needed because, you know, we have to become more involved into our politics. Now, this, this is not nothing based upon Angela Staten, but this is a, a start of people that, have a purpose, you have some things that you went through and you want to see a change in your community. I mean, first start with the local legislator first. It start with the local. You know what I'm saying? You be able to be more involved with the 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 the, the local, the city government to make some changes that you're able to help people like yourself. Everybody have diverse backgrounds and cultures. If you if you feel like it Listening to Angela Staten, looking at Donald Trump, these are people that you would never w- w- believe would become presidents. Besides the Simpsons saying that a long time ago, <laughs> haven't they been hitting home runs and everything? Man, they've been hitting home runs, right? Wow. So the Simpsons already predict that, but just looking at people and just saying, "Hey, if she could do it, I can do it too." And that was my major take from this: is that if she can do it, I can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. If, if if it was done once, guess what, brother? It can be done again. It could be done numerous times. Let me tell you a story real quick. Mm-hmm. I thought I was Michael Jordan at one time, Kobe Bryant, and they jumped from the free throw line. Uh-huh. And I attempted it, and I didn't jump from the free throw line, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work out. But guess what? What's me to say two feet closer, I could jump from and do it. Come on. So... If you can't be the richest person in the world, why not try to be some way wealthy mm-hmm. where your kids... Be up there somewhere. Yeah, there's somewhere. There's somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to be Mr. Half a million a year. But what's wrong with being $100,000 a year? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Try it. Try it. Grind and take the opportunities and vote for people that you know. Let's say not you know. Everybody is like, you get to have, to have that feeling for them. Mm-hmm. Just try it out. People, most people have good intentions for most of us. Get to know their stories. People are transparent to me, all the realists and the rawest, because guess what? They have nothing to hide, like you said earlier. There's nothing that anybody can say about you that you don't already know you hadn't already told. Bingo. 
Bam. What can what kind of dirt can you put what, up what, on? What, if I tell you my dirt before you tell it, if you if I tell my story before you try to tell it, then what could you possibly say? My story, I could tell my own story. Well, tell you, you say yeah, kid. I already said that. <laughs> I already told you if I you, you ain't got no high school diploma. I already told you that I dropped out of G. I already told you I did this. I already told you that. Angela said, and I already told you I was a scammer. I already told you I went to prison. I already told you this, but now I am looking for redemption. Okay. Redemption is is what is that? Redemption. Is it something? It's I don't know if it's a song or something just came up on me with says some redemption. But we're, we're all looking for redemption. None of us are perfect. And somebody, and we can all change somebody's lives. So, with that being said, listen, if you guys like this episode, make sure you go back to my post Instagram, Big Girl Big Talk, Facebook, Big Girl Big Talk, email, Big Girl Big Talk 20 at gmail.com. Drop some feedback, drop some comments because I want to hear you guys take. Um, this is interesting. I will be following her journey. I'll be following it closely because I want to see what she's going to do. I'm not looking at her from her past because I didn't know her back then. I'm right now looking at her future. With that being said, the bodacious queen, and we are out, brother. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Big Girl Big Talk. To make sure you never miss an episode, do me a favor. Subscribe, share, like, and rate. Big smile, big hips. Big bag, long trips. Showing others how to get it. Changing lives is the mission. Big girl, big talk. Big girl, big talk. My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it.